Episode of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I am Mike. I am Anthony. And we are back post WrestleMania. Not disappointed, finally. No. Yeah, no. Yeah. It was good. Too long. Just got every year. It's too. a marathon. It is too long. <laughs> I feel like that's the number one complaint is that it's just way too much. And it, they and they they fuck you by putting the good matches like sprinkled in now yeah i didn't even i forgot all about the cruise rate match that opened the show really good to see it i didn't watch it yet that's the only one i didn't watch did i watch the pre-show well it was the first match on the pre-show yeah i watched the pre-show and i watched the main event well you know whatever the hell you want to call it yeah uh i watched too much fucking wrestling yeah i i just i i agree that it was it was a good show i just feel and i'm very have very strong feelings about certain people taking certain spots on the roster oh yeah well that's and a given and I don't care about that. If Shane McMahon was to come back, it was an entertaining match. I don't care if Batista and Triple H want to have a match. Like, it's the biggest roster they've ever had. And um, I understand they got to make, like, bring some seats, bring people to come sit down. But, man, like, like 25 minutes, like, for that. Unnecessary. And, like, Shane and Miz were going so long, and it's like, I don't care if they do it. I understand they have to do it. But when there's such a big roster and like in like, for example, like how they bring in NXT talent, like if they're still in NXT, like yeah. Ricochet and Aleister Black wrestled all weekend. Now everyone knows their name, but they lost all three of their matches Yeah, because they can't win NXT because they're leaving NXT or they can't win their first major re- match on WrestleMania. Oh, of course not. So it's like, it's like, but you know, Batista and Triple H could go for 25 minutes, Yeah, you know, and it's just like, oh, all the other matches had to suffer. The I, I give Rey Mysterio for going credit for going out. That wasn't because of the Triple H and Shane that was like, just because his ankle was broken. Yeah, his ankle's all messed up. But um, that sucks. Man. Overall, good show. Um, ending messed up a bit. Um, same same ending that it was supposed really, to be yeah, though. It yeah. wasn't like it was a. Just the time of the ending was botched. Yeah, and um, yeah, they kind of um, they kind of um, rushed the ending of the show a little bit too. But it's whatever. That happens. But it was good. I enjoyed. What time it. did it end again? Like twelve twenty eight. Wow. Twelve twenty eight. So I started watching at five o'clock mm-hmm. then. Yes. Wow. I got here at six. And did you hear what happened? WWE lied to, lied to the New Jersey Transit. What do you mean? That they said the the last train would be two hours later or something. So like, um, there was like or earlier, so people had to like like stay longer shifts or something. Uh huh. So they lied. People, some people didn't get at Day until four a.m. They didn't get out. People were in for Ubers for hours. Hours. Wow. That's why I didn't want to go. That's <laughs> why we didn't go. That and was people, we knew we called that. We the, called that. The last train leaving MetLife that station was at midnight. The last train. Or like twelve fifteen. Wow, so you would have had to leave early. People were leaving. People were leaving because they were trying to catch a train. And you know what? You probably still weren't gonna get on that train because there nope. were so many people. Nope. Nope. Wow, that sucks. Dude, we went to uh 
like the Rangers Islanders outdoor game at Yankee Stadium. And we took the train there. We took the subway. Yeah. Easy no peasy. problems. Yeah, easy easy peasy getting there. Dude, when we were about to leave, the 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 line was out the station and down the street. It's like, yeah. wow, you are not going to get in that anytime soon. Yeah, you could do the NASA Coliseum trick where you just park on a block and you walk over. Yeah. When yeah. Liz had her old car, she had the Hofstra community... I'm Hofstra parking. Yeah, I used to thing. park at Nassau yeah. Community also. Yeah. <laughs> Just walk over. Because you're going to like fucking, you could walk a mile or like, you know, you could sit in traffic for three hours. Yeah. Yeah. So, Anthony, I saw Pet Cemetery. You did. Uh, overall, D minus. D minus, yes. <laughs> I see people saying they like it. I don't know how you could say you like mm-hmm. this movie. Mm-hmm. It is, it took everything that was cool about the original and excluded it. Mm-hmm. or Or like downplayed it severely. Yeah. I just don't understand, man. Why are they doing this? <laughs> I'm gonna go see it. Um, highly recommend us, as I said last night. You yeah. should see us. Yep. Love go see us instead of Pet Cemetery. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be really disappointed when you see it. I know people say they liked it. I just don't get it. It wasn't good to me. Yeah, I'm not hearing a lot of I'm not hearing anything. Which is not good. Yeah, it's just not uh not my I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Not my thing. And I like the original a lot. And it's not just, you know, I'll give a remake a chance. I don't care. There are remakes that I, I have the unpopular opinion of liking the yeah. remake of Friday the 13th. Oh, I, it was not bad. I wish, I wish it was a little bit more um, raw. I yeah. bet it was too polished. Yeah. It, but it came across as a yeah. Friday the 13th film, I think. You know what I mean? Like, I think they got that right, at least. Yes, sir. At least it was at a lake. <laughs> um, <laughs> We also forgot every like once every five years we get one of these Joker trailer. Oh yeah, that it's was great. amazing. It's I, I am so happy that I felt like there was such a big gap in my life where I was waiting for a decent Batman or Joker. We had that about ten year over ten years ago. Yeah, and now every then five years later there was or five or maybe even more like eight or nine was the Suicide Squad, which was terrible. Um, don't that was just a mess. Yeah, everybody. But, yeah, it's w- widely unre- not received well. Yeah, and kind of like okay, and but yeah, no, this the Joker trailer. I think it was the biggest thing that hit the internet. Yeah, yeah, week. I enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was cool. Great. I think it looks good. The movie I, looks good. The movie looks outrageous. I can't wait. I really, really can't wait for it. Have you seen any of the uh, Joe Bob Briggs last driving shit things? On, no, uh, Shutter, you, have you watched that yet? No, I'm not. Oh, I watched uh, Cue the Winged Serpent. Well, I, I've watched all the things so far, but they played Cue the Winged Serpent the other day, and I actually have never seen that until no. Saturday, and wow. I was fucking impressed. <laughs> I really liked it. It's I, a, I, I'm a big movie buff, but I think there's there's one movie I've never... I'm a huge movie buff, and there's one movie I like have not, just can't get through, is um, Platoon. I can't get through Platoon. I don't know why. Really? They just never finished Joe Piscopo? It. Is he in that? Yes, he is. He is, yeah. right? What a weird what a weird thing to say. He was like a star back then. Yeah. Well, Jersey's they... own Joe Piscopo. Really? Yeah. I well, yeah, I guess. I look think at the he's name. Jersey. I think he's it, a Jersey boy. It's possible. <laughs> Speaking of the uh northeast or a neighboring state. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. There you go, dude. <laughs> uh this week we watched the zombie epic. Created by the chain smoking master himself, George Romero. You know, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. 1978, Dawn of the Dead. You're crazy. Awesome. Ted born 10 years later. It, it, 
What'd you say? Born 10 years later? Born 10 years later. Um, So, yeah, this is uh, also known as zombie, which is what you get, you know, zombie two from like, you know, Lucio Fulci's movie. It was a unofficial sequel to this film. Oh, yeah. Pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm. Did you know that? No. Oh, really? Yeah, it was an unofficial sequel. Yeah, yeah. Um, the this was known. Dawn of the Dead was known as Zombie in Europe, right? Like the the Dario Argento cut. Yeah. Um, it was known as Zombie, and then you know they're like, oh, let's rip this shit off, and the next year they came out with Zombie or Zombie Two, <laughs> as they would know it. Yeah. That's pretty funny to me. The Italians loving to rip everybody off. Yeah. <laughs> but that film, that film. You could loosely connect that film to this. Yes. You could loose it, but it would more it would be more like a prequel though. Yeah. Um Yeah, so this uh was released on September 1st, 1978 in Italy and uh it was actually released a year later, August 20th, 1979 in the United States. Which is kind of funny, right? That they I thought this is a big American movie. Yeah. Well, they loved it over there. Yeah. But um, of course they did. Well, there's like Dario Argento got the international distribution rights because he got the funding for this film, and like in exchange, he was like, "Oh, I want the foreign rights." Yeah, good for him. And he cut out all the shit that like made it funny, and like any comedy in it and shit, and he made it like a serious like horror film. Yeah. And he put the Goblin score over it. And it was a big hit. This this film did really well. Um, it was made on a budget of one point five million. And you can it, tell it, was, it they made, did a lot with it, dude. It made fifty five million dollars. The movie's great. It's still making money. Oh yeah, people love this movie probably more now like, than back then. It's one of my favorite. It's probably like one of my favorite zombie films of all time. This this and uh, Zombie Two really yeah. <laughs> those two. Uh, that's these. This is like a comfort movie for yeah, me, though. Dude, it's easy to watch. It's an easy, easy. You watch. could sit here and watch this whole movie, and it, you never get bored. Yeah. Because there's always like a part where you're like, "Oh man, I can't wait to see that part." Yeah. And then there's like another thing, like, "Oh man, I can't wait to see that part." But like this, this film has everything you could want in a zombie film, and it's actually super. Uh, I guess you could say influential, right? Yeah. Because how many references now? To Dawn of the Dead, have you seen in like other things? A lot. They were you know what I mean? Remake. Yeah, they it, it, they remade it in which was also two, not bad. Two thousand four. Scott Scott Snyder. Uh, Snyder was it Snyder? Who the fuck made that? Scott. Is that his name? Is that Zach, a guy? No, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. Yeah. Who's Scott Snyder? I think he's the is that Bat- the Batman. is that the Batman writer? Batman, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that one's pretty good, but the thing is, like, the only thing that connected that to this film was the, the mall. mall, and it wasn't treated the same way in that film as it was yeah, in this. Is, the thing about this, like, this one, it's like, when they get in the mall, you feel like they have such power. Like, yeah. you know, it's crazy. The difference between this and the other one, I feel like, also, like, the remake, is that in this, once they clear the mall of zombies, they it feels very safe. Yeah, you feel the comfort. Like, you feel like there's, like, unless, you know... An outside human gang of roving fucking people come yeah. like these zombies aren't going to get into the mall. And they were also safe and had an escape plan. Like, you know, they remember they they, they, yeah, they made a false the, wall the, oh, yeah. and like they were only going through the elevator like uh, yeah. that air duct there. So they and they also had an escape route through the roof. So that if anyone would come in the mall, they just go up the roof and out. Yeah. See, like that's 
to me, like in the remake, I always felt like it was uneasy. Yeah. Right? Like it's it was too easy for them to... Why, they were getting a, got on a boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Boat. Went to an island and Disturbed was playing. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> but uh, this was written by George Romero. Yes, sir. Were you with Mike and I when we met him? Uh, no, I was not. I don't know where you guys met him. We met him at Comic-Con. I, no, I wasn't. That- yeah, they, he was doing something for... I don't remember what it was, but there was like a signing, and we went, and there was like nobody on the line. We're like, oh, okay, let's go. Let's go meet him. Yeah, yeah, I got my uh, my bub Day of the Dead figure signed by him, and Mike got, a, I think, a Mondo poster signed by him. But he was really cool. We got to talk to him for a little bit. He was a very, very nice guy. Pittsburgh guy. Pittsburgh. Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Pennsylvania, Anthony, the uh, VHS capital of the world. My dad was in a band in Erie. (laughs) What? Growing up. You didn't know my dad was in a band in Erie? You you didn't know about this? No. He played in a band in Erie, PA. They had a, they did some, they did an opener. I'm trying, I'm trying to do that thing you do. (laughs) (laughs) I think if you kept going, I would have gotten it. Yeah. I'm sorry. They called them, they called them glasses. No, what was it? Oh, shades. Shades. (laughs) They called them shades. They called them shades. He kept like, getting the name of the band wrong. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was the Wonders, but they kept on saying the Own Eaters. Yeah, it was cool. He, the, he was like the cool one. Spinazzo Netters. <laughs> uh, so this starred uh, David M.G. as Steven. Flyboy. Flyboy. I like that nickname. That's pretty good. Uh, Galen Ross as Fran, who you may also remember from Madman. Oh, yes, he is. She is. She is. <laughs> uh, Scott Reiner as Roger. And uh, he actually had a cameo in the 2004 remake. On the TV. Yeah, he, well, he was a general. Yes. And then Ken Foray was Peter. Uh, yeah, the, and he was yeah. also in the remake. He was like a preacher. Yes. And uh, I just got the names. You may up, also yeah. remember him from the new Halloween well one of the new Halloweens Rob Zombie's Halloween he was fucking Joe Grizzly I'm yeah, Joe they, Grizzly bitch they did a lot of those things in that Halloween movie and what's, right what's probably his most well known thing Anthony what Keenan and Kel he was the dad yeah, he was the dad of Keenan and Kel <laughs> how weird is that oh my god isn't that fucking strange I forgot he was the dad of Keenan and Kel holy shit yeah did that just did that just fuck because, you up because because Oh my god! I haven't like sat down and watched Kenny and Kel in years, but it makes sense. Do you think like, that show holds up? Huh? Were you a fan? Of, like, at, oh, I loved the... it. I loved it when I was a kid. I loved that and all that. I loved. Oh, all that was the best. All that and uh, Kenny and Kel, Snick, Snick. Yeah. At are, night. You, are you afraid of the dark? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Argento had his hands all over this. <laughs> this is possibly one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. Sign that one. The hillbillies are just shooting all the zombies. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, these rednecks are probably loving this. <laughs> and they indeed are. <laughs> yeah, damn. We're just shooting these. But uh, Argento actually flew Romero to Rome to finish the script of this movie. So, like, he was, like, giving him advice, yeah. this and that. And you know what? You could see. I mean, it still feels like Night of the Living Dead, but on a bigger scale. Yeah. But I- it has a similar feeling, but, like, it's got more of a. It does have more of an Italian feel to it, I right? Like, if you told me, like, this was an Italian zombie film, I would believe it. It's got parts of it. Like, the way that, like, Peter and Roger are written yeah. and, like, doing kung like, fu. This and, stuff like, kind of has like it, but to me, it's, to me, it's more polished 
than those older Italian zombie, zombie movies. To me, that this is like, if you told me that this was in a the theater and you could go see it like on a Friday night, like at any movie, like, you know what I mean? You could say some of these other zombie movies, they just have these weird, this is like, like there's like, like well, there's cinema. things like this where this is like a very well thought out shot. Like yes, he yes, thought about yeah. this. Like the thing about some shots, like you know, like there's B roll. There's like there's yeah, B roll. Yeah. Like this. Like there's like shots that build up the scenes. A lot of the other zombie movies are just like shot for shot, 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 shot. Yeah, like straightforward. Ne- no next angle. relevant thing. Yeah, next yeah, relevant yeah. thing. This is like a ho- is like a movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. know what's the running time on this? Uh, it's it's got to be almost two hours. It's It's, defi- long it's definitely. At least two hours, 127 minutes. So two hours and seven minutes. I feel, I feel like it's, it feels like it's longer. His hairline, it bugs me this whole movie. Who? Um, uh, <laughs> Roger? Yes. Yeah, it just, it, just it, it irritates me. Like the whole movie. Dude, they, they actually shot this pretty quickly also. Man, when he's a zombie. That's oh, oh Steven's hairline or yeah. Roger's hairline? I always forget. It's, um, not him. Uh, him. Him? Oh, yeah, that's it's Roger. Kind of, yeah, it's, it's uh, they, they started filming this on November ter- uh, ter- Turned? <laughs> November 13th, 1977. 19- <laughs> yep, 1977. And uh, I believe they finished filming uh, January 3rd, 1978. And they, uh, they even stopped, like, for the holiday. Yeah. So they filmed this pretty quick. And, like, there's a lot of big shots in this. Like, it must have been, like... They they had this shit planned Sabini's out. Savini's in this. What? Savini's in this. Savini. Savini. Yeah, yeah. He's at the end. I think his. I don't know what his name is here. Blades or something like yeah. that. Uh, he's one of the motorcycle guys, and this was his first special effects gig. Really? Was yeah. It his this first was. Special yeah. 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 He was. Uh, he was drafted into Vietnam, so he couldn't do Night of the Living Dead, and then he came back and he did this with him. Yeah. Pretty good for his first try, right? Yeah. I think he always says he doesn't like how the zombies look, though. That they're too blue, and I, it was because it, it was like a grayish. Color. He wanted them to look gray. Yeah, I, I think, but I, I honestly think that makes kind of a charm to the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, kind of stands out. Oh yeah, of yeah. course. But uh, yeah, apparently all the extras also only got twenty dollars lunch and a Dawn of the Dead T-shirt. That's fine. That, I would. That. I would have. Taken I would have done it twice and <laughs> taken forty. Uh, <laughs> I would have taken two t-shirts and not give back the twenty. Yeah, this like this this movie just has like a ton of good shit about it. Everything about this yeah. movie is awesome. No, it is one of my hands down. One, it was this is the first time I sat down and watched it in years. Really? Like, like I've like watched bits and pieces. Like you know, occasionally I'll go in scenes on you. Like I watched the um ending sequence about a year ago, but um it was the first time I had in a long time where I sat down and watched it from beginning to end. Yeah, have you ever seen this in a theater? Have I? He's never. Um, I don't think. I don't, I don't, I don't think Retro ever, ever did it. I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen this in a theater. I don't think I've ever think seen I a theater. It was always. I always hoped this one to be a secret movie. I want to see this so bad. It's, it's probably there. in high demand. You oh know? yeah, definitely. It's probably expensive to rent, like to, for like to, for like a, a thirty-five millimeter. We'll figure it out. If hey, if anybody knows how to get a print of this and how to go about showing it somewhere in the New York area, let us know. We'll this do it for great, you. Great kill. We'll great put kill. up the money. <laughs> <laughs> this one, this kill is so great. Oh, the Frankenstein zombie gets his head cut. Dude, that is nuts. <laughs> it's just they, they that they probably had it fucking do like. Did they like actually just have his head get like clipped? He definitely the- couldn't have. No, they they definitely couldn't have him going that close. I don't know. <laughs> and like, yeah, this was crazy. Kid zombies. Yeah, and he kills him. 
He kills the kid zombies. <laughs> All right, Anthony, do you want to start talking about this movie? Because yeah. I feel like there's a lot to talk about. This movie, I, when when you told me we were doing the regular formula for this, I'm like, oh, God, we got to great. All right, all right, let's start. Well, let's go. Yeah. I don't know. Let's play the trailer. <laughs> In 1968, George Romero brought us Night of the Living Dead. It became the classic horror film of its time. Not that room, not that room! Now, George Romero brings us the most intensely shocking motion picture experience for all times. It gets up and kills. The people it kills get up and kill. This situation must be controlled before it's too late. They are multiplying too rapidly. Dawn of the dead. Meet me on the roof at 9 o'clock. Get out. I don't believe We're it. We're going to get out in the chopper. We've got to survive. Somebody's got to survive. They kill for one reason. They kill for food. They eat their victims. Imagine, if you will, that something has gone terribly wrong. Shoot it, man. Now, accept the fact that there's no escaping the horrible consequences. George Romero brings back the dead. Night of the Living Dead has ended. Dawn of the Dead is here. We must not be lulled by the concept that these are our family members or our friends. They are not. They will not respond to such emotions. Operator dead. Post abandoned. We may never get out of the room. It's everywhere. What the hell is it? Looks like a shopping center, one of those big indoor malls. What are they doing? Why do they come here? Some kind of instinct, memory, what they used to do. This was an important place in their lives. What is it? We've got a war. I'm afraid. We have spawned our own savagery. Soon, it will consume us all. It is a horrible, hauntingly accurate vision of the mindless excesses of a society gone mad. They must be destroyed on sight! When there is no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. We are down to the line, folks. We are down to the line. Dawn of the Dead. All right, Anthony, like the beginning of this movie always kind of like interested me because of the wall that Francine or Fran uh, is leaning against. It's like a shag carpet wall. They had those back then. Really? Furry walls. Oh, my God. Did your parents have that in their house? No. But it was like a it's like a maroon, right? Or like almost like a crimson carpet (laughs) wall. But we get the title card with, uh, like, the score hit. Dan! <laughs> and uh, we see Francine, and she's in a TV studio talking to her friend. And her friend's telling her, like, oh, like, people are leaving. Yeah, they're starting to abandon, you know. Shit's starting to, shit's starting to go bad. Yeah, <laughs> shit's going down. This whole beginning sequence is awesome. It is very good. Uh, we have, like, the talk show people trying to, like, talk, have a broadcast while well, like it's mayhem in the in the booth and like the people are leaving the cameras and everything and 
they're actually playing um what like rescue stations on also yeah like go you know shelters and all this shit and apparently they're outdated but they refuse to take them off because people tune out yes that's such a piece of shit thing to fucking say and Francine's like, no, you better fucking turn those off. Like you're sending people to fucking die. But um, uh, we see like the people on the talk show talking. And I actually never noticed this until this like past time that I had to write everything out. The scientist is telling the talk show guy like you haven't paid attention to this in the last three weeks. So this takes place. Three weeks after Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Is that isn't that what that means? I guess so. Because yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. All right, we got you guys a timeline. <laughs> um. So the one guy's saying every dead body's that's not terminated turns into one of them it gets up and kills the people it kills gets up and kills you know i mean i'm gonna just i'm gonna play that part for yeah. everybody because that's a really good uh it's a really good part with like yeah, the score going and <laughs> people aren't willing to accept your solutions doctor and i for one don't blame them every dead body that is not exterminated becomes one of them it gets up and kills the people it kills get up and kill. We get like that uh, goblin. Well, if you're watching the same version we watch probably. Uh, the din, 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 din. This was awesome when we saw this. We saw Goblin live what, yeah. last year? Two, um, two years ago? November of 2017. It was awesome. It was great. When they played this shit, it was fucking People awesome. People nuts. Yeah, it was, it was really good. But... um. People are starting to abandon the studio and and the one who's that's supposed to be like the producer or whatever is like, we're, we're staying on the air. <laughs> He's we're not going, turning off. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, the scientist says that uh, they, these, I'll just play this, this fucking part also. <laughs> Facts, what do you have to give them? They kill for one reason. They kill for food. They eat their victims. You understand that, Mr. Berman? That's what keeps them going. If we listen... He's saying that they they kill for food, and this show or this TV station is actually in Philadelphia, so it's not Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> um. He also says that citizens may no longer occupy private residences. They're under martial law. And they also say to to take care of one of these things, you have to disconnect the brain or damage the brain. So we get a confirmation of the Romero rules of the zombie. <laughs> um, Stephen arrives here, and this is Francine's boyfriend. And he tells her, like, meet me on the roof at nine. We're getting out of here. With a very cool jacket. You like that jacket? That bomber jacket? jacket? Yeah, that's like the same jacket that Kurt Russell has in the thing. Yes, sir. It's like a bomber jacket type thing. Flyboy. Now we get this awesome scene of the cops at the, uh, like, the tenement building, like, in the fucking, in the projects. 
and Sorry. yeah, they're yelling at this guy Martinez. You know, come out, you and your people. Like you're not on. You know, you're not in trouble. We don't want a problem. <laughs> and we get like the racist ass fucking wooly guy. Like, oh, you gotta blast them out. They got. I'm not gonna say everything yeah. that he says, but uh, they come out and they have this like fucking gunfight, right? And the funniest thing about this is the guy that Roger is talking to immediately gets shot in the head. And he just looks at him like, oh, wow. <laughs> um, so they have this gunfight and eventually uh, they make their way into the building. And would you say this is a very iconic scene here? Yes. Like when, uh, well, maybe not quite at this part yet. But um, the cops enter the building and they just start wrecking shit. Just the guy Woolies just shooting fucking wildly at anybody and anything. And we get uh, he kicks open one of the doors and he we get a head explosion. He shoots the he- the zombie and the head explodes. And that was actually, I believe, a bust of um, Francine or Ga- what was that Galen Ross? Um, I think so. Uh, that was actually a bust of her. That they didn't use, and that was going to be used for the alternate ending. When was it? When they all die? The all I've never never seen the alternate. Ending. They never. I don't think they filmed that effect. Yeah. But uh, we'll get to that when we uh, when we get to the end. They try to subdue him, but they can't. And uh, eventually, a gas-masked Peter shoots him down, kills him, and he just kind of walks away from this. <laughs> and uh, they're going into all these other rooms and like they have this younger cop has this interaction where he's like emptying his revolver into the zombie and eventually this guy can't fucking take it he turns the gun on himself that's a pretty fucked up yeah, scene he, man he shoots himself yeah after seeing like what's going on he just fucking blows his brains out uh no it's another good part the miguel uh like neck bite where the woman's like, oh, Miguel. <laughs> and he fucking just bites like a chunk out of her neck, then a chunk out of her arm. <laughs> so Roger looks like he's going to have a fucking nervous breakdown here. Uh, he does a good job in this role. Yeah. Like in that part, like he sees like this woman just get like bit by her husband. Like on one side, he saw like some one of his fellow cops like just shoot himself in an apartment building. <laughs> it's pretty fucked up. It is. So he goes to the basement, I guess, to, you know, to get away from the bullshit. And he has this awkward first encounter with Peter. And um, I guess Roger thinks like, oh, Peter's going to fucking do something to him or whatever. But uh, they eventually realize like, oh, they're both cool. They just fucking want to get the fuck out of there. Um, so uh, Roger tells Peter like, oh, a lot of people are running out of here. You know, I could run. And I think this is a fucking white zombie. Uh, I think white zombie used that clip. For, oh, for, used the pole? Yeah, yeah. I think they used that. Um, and Roger tells Peter, like, oh, he's getting on a helicopter. And he asks Peter, is it all right to run? What do you think? In that situation, like, as a cop, is it cool to just look out for yourself and get the fuck out of there? Or do you feel like you'd be obligated to stay and, like, help? I think... He- I think you you would feel like you're obligated to stay and help, but you really don't know what the situation is yet. Like, you know, you, you don't know the full details. Yet. Yeah. It's funny because, like, they don't get into anything like, oh, like, their families. Like, nobody said that their families are probably dead. And I don't think they ever even bring it up. They don't. Right? You really don't know a lot of the backstory besides, like, what they kind of give you. They, you just yeah. know that, like, Roger's a cop. 
uh, Peter's a cop. And like, he's like a helicopter pilot for the news station yeah. and she's like a producer or something. And Roger, uh, no, Peter's grandfather was like a voodoo priest. Yeah. That's it. That's all you get. That's all you get. It's all you, oh, and, uh, Galen Ross is pregnant. <laughs> That's pregnant. Right. She's pregnant. Uh, <laughs> um, this is this is also a pretty cool part. This like one-legged priest walks in and he says that the people will co- uh, cooperate now, and he tells him like where all these bodies are. Annie have died last week on these trees in the basement of this building. Find them. I have given them the last rites. Now, you do what you will. You are stronger than us. Well, soon I think. Maybe stronger than you. Every day, Walt, Senores, we must stop the killing or lose the war. True. See, Wooly's part of the fucking problem. <laughs> and uh, this is this is, I think, the most iconic scene from this section of the movie. Uh, the zombies breaking through like the wooded, uh, the wooden like. The, uh, the boards, yeah. yeah, and like the the cops or army people on the other side. I feel like that's a pretty uh, well known part. But um, Peter and Roger they walk into this area where they were all the people from the apartment building were hiding their bodies, and we start getting like this heartbeat sounding bass drum. the The score is so effective in this movie. Yeah, it's really good. You just get like the din 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 din. It's it's really fucking awesome but peter starts shooting the zombies and he looks disturbed by doing this right he's like obviously got like a face on that like he does not want to be fucking right there right now and uh i always felt like when roger steps in next to him and like shoots like the zombie that's like right in front of them because Peter's reloading. I always feel like that's the point where they like become like buddies. Yeah. Like that's when like they they're like a unit. Um, if it's just something about the way like now like they're the way he stands and shoots it like Peter feels comfortable uh, like that Roger's gonna get you know have his back. It's cool. I don't know. I feel like that's a little thing. I might just be overthinking it, but no, you're not. Yeah, it looks cool. Uh, so this, this whole like part of him shooting the bodies in the basement is awesome. They're all wrapped up in the sheets and you just see him getting up and he's like shooting them in the head and they just go back down. And there's others that are like eating body parts down there. It's fucking really awesome. Yeah. And, uh, they also use a really good transition. The gunshot. Did you, do you remember this? Uh, Roger fires his gun and it's like shot. The gun is pointed like directly at you. And the flash of the gun is the transition to the next scene scene, of the dead cop in the, uh, the outpost at the dock and like his head falls back. And this is when, uh, Steven says like, Oh, uh, operator dead post abandoned. Um, so Roger and Peter show up to the helicopter and Stephen and friend look kind of pissed, right? They look kind of like off yeah. put that he's there, but it took, you know, they all eventually get, get along. <laughs> we get a, a nice, all together. we get a nice, uh, cameo by Joe Pilato here asking for cigarettes. 
Do you know? Do you remember what he's from? He got any cigarettes? I forgot where he's from. That is Rhodes from Day of the Dead. The piece of shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy, yeah. That's him. He looks so doofy in this, and a couple years later, he just looks like a fucking maniac. Man, yeah, he's a crazy person. That what movie. a great what a great fucking character. Um, So he asks for cigarettes, and they're all like, nope, I don't got any. Sorry, I'm all out. And then as soon as they take off, they all light oh, up. Yeah. They all pull them out. And like, hey, Peter, they don't know the next time, man. Peter looks at, like, Roger and looks at Fran, and, like, he, he like, smiles a bit. Like, he thinks it's pretty funny. Yeah, they're all in it together. Yeah. <laughs> um, Is this where they also have the scene of the helicopter taking off, and, like, you see the lights of the building turning off? Like, the the lights in the building are going out. I would think so. I think that's I think that's the scene. But uh the next day they're flying over rural Pennsylvania and uh he says uh I think uh Stephen tells them, Oh, we passed Harrisburg about an hour ago and Roger says, Jesus, it's everywhere <laughs> and they see the zombies all down on the ground walking through these like big fields. See, like that's creepier to me than yeah. like the shit in the city. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like just seeing like how there's they're walking across these fields that you never see like anybody in. You know what I mean? And uh I believe Stephen also says that they're pretty close to Johnstown. I don't know where that is. I'm figuring that's they know they knew their geography. Uh yeah. George Romero was a Pittsburgh guy. And uh, they shoot this they shot this in Monroeville or Monroeville. How do, how would you say that? So it was Monroeville. Monroeville, right? But uh yeah, I believe that's right outside of Pittsburgh. I, I think it's pretty close. But uh, Steven says like, oh, yeah, these hillbillies are, are rednecks are probably enjoying it. And uh, like I said before, they are. And this we get this little montage with this song fucking playing. This like hillbilly song playing. And it's all these guys like laughing and fucking around. And it's like a posse of guys and like the national guard going around having a good time while shooting these zombies but this scene actually the best part of this is the end of this scene and it's two guys like sitting on a hill well laying on a hill looking up and you see like at the crest at the very top of the hill are like a couple zombies walking and you just get like the sky in the back and they're very like they're on the bottom third of the frame so it looks you see a lot of the sky and like the tree that's behind them that's like a fucking awesome shot that's really cool and like they cut all the sound like it's just the natural noises yeah and like the guys talking to each other you know as opposed to that song that was playing it's really george romero knew what he was doing back then he did you know um i i everything else you know night riders kind of sucks but uh, Martin's cool. <laughs> um, so they land to refuel at this small airport. And we get uh, our first look at the Frankenstein's, uh, the Frankenstein zombie that you were talking about before. And Peter goes to check in an office and he's attacked by two zombie kids. Which yeah. he kills. Yeah, he kills him. <laughs> um, Steven gets attacked out by the hangers. And he uses like this awkward swing to knock down that zombie. He like uses his whole body and like just like falls over like a like a baby, like a toddler would. <laughs> um, so the Frankenstein zombie gets too close to the uh, 
the chopper blades and he ends up cutting his own head off but it's like super flat so you knew that something was gonna happen um this is where we see that steven can't shoot for shit and uh roger like hits the like the barrel of the gun up and like takes the shot and like shoots it in one try um yeah he's a cop he's got when uh peter goes to leave that like little office that he was checking he's faced with uh another iconic zombie he's actually like a one of the covers of of a right He's on a couple of the covers. Yeah, of the, the one, movie. Yeah, the one that has like that flannel shirt on, and they actually made a reference to him, I think, in The Walking Dead. But um, Stephen, who can't shoot for shit, aims his gun and attempts to shoot the zombie, and almost shoots Peter. So that's pretty fucked up. So uh, <laughs> uh, Roger eventually takes the shot and kills the zombie, but Peter comes out and says to. Steven, you never point a gun at anyone. He points his gun at him. It's a scary, isn't it? <laughs> um, this this guy fucking means business. So they're back in the helicopter and they say that they got to stay in, you know, the sticks. They got to stay out of the cities. And Steven finally, I think, comes to terms with the fact that they stole that helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ken Foray, uh, Peter says, like, oh, we're thieves and we're bad guys. Like, oh, you, you think they're going to believe that you're doing traffic reports? <laughs> so we get another awesome music cue and we see them all. And Roger says something really funny because you got to remember, this is like the early days of malls. What is it? <laughs> and uh, they land on the roof and they realize that there's a like this spot may work. They can't really get up here. You know, maybe this isn't such a bad thing. And uh, Francine asks, why do they come here? And Stephen, like, has this whole thing. What are they doing? Why do they come here? Kind of instinct, memory, what they used to do. This was an important place in their lives. So they find, um, like, this storage office space, and it's filled with all this uh, survival stuff. What a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> and they're uh they're up there and they I like they have this little conversation about the spam. Sorry. Where uh he's like, Oh, uh she's like, Oh, spam? I guess she didn't like it. And he's like, Oh, you got a can opener? She's like, No, I seem to have forgot it. And he goes, Well, don't knock it, it's got its own key. Yeah, Imagine you, you have to you fucking seeing he's opening up at a beer right now, drinking a fucking Budweiser, drinking a Bud Heavy. Coca-Cola. It's Budweiser. Original taste. That's a Bud, man. Yeah, it's not. Sounds like a Coke. That looks like a Bud to me. Um. Oh shit, man! I lost my spot. <laughs> um, spam. <laughs> oh, they're fucking eating the spam. Okay, so uh, Peter and Roger go to explore the mall, and they want to see, like, oh, maybe we could get some stuff that we need. Which is probably the most reasonable thing that's going to yeah. happen. <laughs> Even if you could get into like a section of it, maybe you get Anything. something. Yeah. yeah. So they give Francine a gun and they tell her like, let Steven sleep. Just fucking, you know, he needs his rest. We're just going to go down. Don't worry. You might hear some shooting. It's okay. Don't worry. So um, Peter and Roger find the main control room and they just, they find basically the keys to the mall. And they turn everything on in the control room because he's like, oh, hey, 
like you never know if you need it or, or whatever <laughs> so uh this is where we get like a little montage of like the zombies going up escalators and i guess like falling into fountains and shit but steven wakes up and he makes the stupid decision to go find them so he's gonna go by himself and he fucks this up too mm-hmm. so. um i love the uh 70s kung fu like punches they use to keep the zombies out of the like department store yeah um it's super like fucking corny so peter and roger grab all the supplies they need from the department store and they set up uh like a diversion so they're they take their cart downstairs and then like they go upstairs and they make a noise uh you know which is very smart yeah they they start banging on the glass to get their attention for for a movie about zombies it was very realistic approach of how to distract the zombies yeah so which is why i think everyone loves this movie yeah so steven goes into the control room also and he finds a map of you know like a map of the air ducts and all this shit and he also finds a little 22 but uh steven is going into the main area and he's attacked in the boiler room by a zombie was this like a security guard zombie or like was he supposed to be like a maintenance guy I, i couldn't tell i think he was a maintenance guy but uh, he's like, he keeps taking these shots and the ricochets sound terrible. It's like super fucking just, it does not sound realistic at all. But Peter and Roger hear him shooting and they know that it's Flyboy. So Steven's reloading and he's grabbed from behind by the zombie and he drops the gun or he drops the shells on the floor, but he's still, I think already put two in his gun he has so I guess he didn't drop the gun, but uh, he cycles through all the empty chambers and eventually he shoots a zombie, and that's his first close call. Yeah. <laughs> he really is a fucking douchebag, but he makes it out to to meet up with Roger and Peter. So they head to the to the department store, and we get a like an awesome seventies goblin song playing in the background here. Uh, they make it into the store, but Roger's grabbed by a zombie and they struggle. But this is where we get another really good area where uh, another good thing where he sticks like the screwdriver from the guy's thing into his ear. You alive? I'm good. Okay. I'm <laughs> uh, meanwhile, we get like uh, we start seeing the zombies going towards the door to go back up to where they're staying. And the Krishna zombie which is pretty famous. I think they actually have an action figure of this guy. Uh, heads up the stairs towards where Fran's currently. So the guys are talking and Peter suggests like, oh, like maybe this isn't such a bad thing. Maybe we should stay a while, which is pretty rational to think if you can just clear out all the zombies in this building. It's Might a pretty well safe started. place. Yeah. yeah, well, like where the fuck else are you going to go? You're going to go into a house. There's like limited shit there. Um, they know that there's you know, things that they need in this mall and that it is possible to secure it. It's like a no brainer. And they kind of look at him like he's an asshole for a second. Yeah. Uh, Which I didn't get because he, that really is a fucking like feasible thing. Um, especially because there's a gun store in the mall. (laughs) Um, so they see on the map that there's an air duct that connects Basically, I guess to that hallway, right? It's from where like they go up. Yeah, it's, it's into a kind the of department store, yeah, yeah. and it's like above the elevator. And this is like 
see now this makes it smart because then like they can go in and out without being seen yeah and and they also end up which is foreshadowing for later in the movie well yeah that yeah this ends up you know yeah becoming a thing (laughs) um so while they're going up through this air duct they're you start they're looking into the stores and this is where we first see the gun store. Yeah. And this gun store was not actually in the the mall. Yeah, in the mall. This was like you know, a little bit down the street. But imagine there being a gun store in a mall. <laughs> I think that's a thing though. It has well, I to mean be, it was yeah. they used to have guns in, Probably in, in like, Vegas, baby. In Dicks they had guns. So yeah. like why not just have a gun store? <laughs> Yeah. We're in America. There's guns everywhere. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> dude, it's just it's just so funny because like I don't know if anybody else knows, but like when you go to Pennsylvania, like that is something that you would expect to be yeah. in a mall. Yeah. No one questioned it. <laughs> no, it looked totally natural. <laughs> uh, so Francine's now getting attacked by this Krishna zombie, and she tries to get to the roof. But for some reason, she's really struggling getting up this ladder, right? She has like a hard she time has, doing yeah. everything in this section. Like they really make her like helpless. Yeah, they make they make her like super weak at some points where she's just trying to climb up the ladder, and it's just like them kind of coming back in, being like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. And then like later on, she becomes like a fucking cool, yeah. strong. Well, she person. learned be. She like she's like seen shit. Yeah, know? yeah. It's I feel time. like the biggest thing is um like when they like they're blocking the entrances and she's on the roof and she starts shooting the zombies yeah. and she's like, you fucking son of a bitch. I'm not afraid anymore. <laughs> um, so the guys come in just in time to save her. They kill the zombie. Yeah. And she's fucking, that scene, she's shook. The tension in that scene, I really like when she's in the staircase and she's just looking at him. Yeah. And, but you just see like, yeah, it's, I, pa- well, it's the pacing. Well, I'm saying like after that, when uh, she's talking, when Peter's, t- um, when Stephen's talking to her and he's saying all this shit and she's just fucking looking at him. She's not even responding. Yeah. Um, so it comes out that Fran's three and a half or four months pregnant. And Peter asks if Stephen wants to abort it. And he's like, oh, I know how. And Stephen doesn't answer. Wow. <laughs> uh, Francine is uh, in the other room. He, I guess, thought she was sleeping. She was not. She heard the whole interaction, and she is fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, it's like, yo, there's a fucking... Basically, the apocalypse is happening. Like, I think what really made her mad is just the fact that like they're asking Steven... And she thinks that like no one no one listens to her, like her opinion doesn't matter. So I think she's just fucking mad about like the overall situation of yeah. how they keep her as like a second class person. So uh we're getting news broadcasts now because they have a TV and we get this cool fucking eye patch guy. Um and he says that they're not cannibals. He's like they're not human or whatever. But they kinda are. This is reanimated. But uh He's, we get that really famous we must not be lulled by the concept that these are our family members or our friends they are not they will not respond to such emotions they must be destroyed on sight great little cl- yeah a great little clip from this movie and he also says that they don't know if it's a virus 
So they don't know what it is. Yeah, at this point. Because he said like there have been a fa- like there's been a failure with like you know making vaccinations or whatever, and apparently though it didn't reach Atlanta yet at this point, so this isn't as quick as some people may try to make this out to be. Like this is not the next day. Yeah, I think a lot of people think that this is the next day. So three weeks. <laughs> really, three weeks after night. Oh, wow. Because then, uh, I don't know what year Day of the Dead is, but it, that's in Florida. Yes. And they're overrun. So. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I don't know if they if they say a date in that one. I'm going to actually look into Hello? that. Hello? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is anybody here? I didn't that score so good. No. Dead. 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 So uh they're gonna they're gonna go move these like tractor trailers to move the entrance uh to block the entrances. So this is actually a fucking awesome idea. So they figure let's move these tractor trailers in front of the doors so they can't like get enough leverage to break them out. Which is very smart. Which yeah. is very, very smart if you're in that position. But they just so happen to be next to a yard filled with yeah. tractor trailers. See, like, yeah. people think that, like, oh, like, I'm going to survive the zombie apocalypse. Like, I I know what to do. Yeah. Like, I'll just do, like, in this movie. It's like, yo, in this think movie, about think about all the shit that went right for them. Yeah. <laughs> There's a gun store in the mall, right? There's a truck depot next to the mall. They have yeah. a helicopter. You know what I mean? That can land on the mall. And if you think about all, all the stuff they had and to compare like, well, like other zombie movies they didn't have. Like, I just think the truck idea is such a genius idea. Yeah. They yeah. put them all in front of the gate so they can't just get leverage. So if you ever are in the mi- in like the middle of a zombie apocalypse, fucking block some doors with cars. Yeah. Seriously, you can just climb out a window. <laughs> Anthony, what would you do in your house if there was a zombie apocalypse? I in, in that old zombie handbook, they said I have like the perfect house to just you I you break down, just break down my stoop, destroy your stoop, like like take a sledgehammer, destroy the soup and stew soup, destroy the stoop and pull out all the boards on your deck. And you would you just wouldn't get enough they, leverage to get in. Yeah, you would never get any leverage to get in. Do you have windows going into the basement though? Yes, I do. You'd have to block those up. Yeah. <laughs> you I always thought about that, about the houses in your area that you there's some that are like perfect. Where like the the doorway is like maybe like seven feet off yeah. the ground. Like that, you're set. You're fucking set, man. Bro. Yeah. I wonder about the houses like in Long Beach because they're all like raised, but at the same time, I think like zombies would fucking like break the figure out how to break down the poles. Maybe not. You figure or like or like some radical groups like that are like around, like you know, like you know, like some like biker gang will like destroy, yeah. like you know. Well, put... you would figure that those um, the stilts that they put the houses on are holding houses up. Yeah. So they're probably not gonna be able to be able to break them down yeah i i think no matter what it wouldn't be possible but it, 
like somebody could just drive that car into it. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> uh, I don't know what, I, dude. If if I was in this house, man, break the stairs, go up second floor, break the stairs, get out. <laughs> that's it. Just get stay in, there, or yeah, or just get the fuck out of this house. <laughs> I would, I would be pretty fucked here. But um, Francine lays down the law here. She's like, I'm not, I'm not the fucking dead mob. I'm not gonna take care of you yeah. guys. Like that shit's over. Whenever you, I want to learn how to fucking fly the helicopter. Number one, in case this asshole dies. Smart. I want a fucking gun at all times, and I want to be fucking equally the, a part of this group. She now, lays it down. Now in that scene when that zombie came in up the stairs and found her, I forgot. Did they give her a gun? And they told gave her a rifle, and then asshole Steven took it. To go meet up with them. Okay, yeah, that's what happened then. So they left her with that. Basically, he left they, her without a gun. Stephen is the fucking piece of shit yeah. in this whole movie. He fucks up everything. Yeah, <laughs> he really only... The most useful thing is that he gets them to the... He flies them to the mall and teaches Fran how to how to fly the Me, air helicopter. Meaning what's Fran knows how to fly the helicopter. They don't fucking need He's Steve useless. Anymore. This guy's useless. Yeah. And they know it, too. They know he's a fucking doofus. Yeah. Fucks look at that! Everything. Look at that brown derby, fucking <laughs> brown derby. It's it's really funny how see at this point in the movie, um, I feel like when Francine lays down the fucking law, she's she like is a new character. Yep, the old her is gone. Right, this is this is fucking. She's gonna shoot you down. Yeah, he gives no fucks. She gives no fucks about what you have to say now. But uh, we get this awesome truck moving scene. And, you know, they're hitting zombies. Obvious dummies with the trucks yeah. and shit. There's a uh, couple of things that look very pretty real, though. Yeah. And the, first, the, the zombie that looked like they got ran over the truck by the truck. Yeah. Because the other ones are walking behind them. And uh, Steven is flying the helicopter kind of like keeping an eye out but he's got Drawing no way all the attention but he's got no way to talk to them right yeah what was the real point of his fucking purpose than flying the helicopter he, yeah because they they were talking about him and he couldn't even get in touch with them on the so radio why did right? he have to fly the helicopter then he didn't because the they were like oh like where's Flyboy?" and he's like i'll play probably with fly girl <laughs> um yeah i don't know but but Francine starts shooting the zombies here. This is when she's like, you fucking motherfucker. He's fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> um, but eventually Roger gets sloppy and he forgets his tool bag in one of the cabs. And because of this, he starts to act, go back. He, well, yeah. well, yeah, but he starts acting all fucking weird, like erratic. And Peter stops the fucking truck and he's like, yo, man, are you fucking okay? Yeah. Like, what's up? Like, get your shit together. And... Roger still seems kind of weird, even after this talk. But he goes; they go back to go get his tool bag, and he ends up getting, getting bit. bit. Yep, and that's it. R.I.P. Roger. I like that character too. Yeah, I was bummed I that like, Roger died. Yeah, I like. Roger. I love Roger the zombie. That scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Peter and Stephen they go to the gun store. And this scene is awesome. Them just like picking out whatever they it's want. It's cool now knowing that wasn't filmed in the mall. Yeah, that that was filmed somewhere else. Yeah, it's cool. So they had to build like a little duct to shoot that one shot from. 
Like they had a they had to build it like up high, yeah, looking yeah. down. Like they just had a little air like vent, and they just like everything was facing forward, and that whatever they would face towards like the gate, it was just probably done. They would do it in that, they would do it in that like reticle of uh, of a, a scope, a pickup shot. That's pretty. They they did a great job yeah. in making this all look like it was in the same place, in the same place, and or close to each other or far away from each other. You know. This this was done uh, really Roger, well. Roger, Roger. No, oh yeah. No, no. Whoa. <laughs> that scene's brutal. We'll get to it. Oh bam. So all four go out to secure the mall now. So what they're gonna do is they're gonna steal a car here. They're gonna drive to all the entrances, lock the doors, and then set the alarms. Another smart thing to do. Yeah. They so no more zombies can get into the mall at least. But you know they're still walking around. They're still and now inside. They have one that's going to be in their room. <laughs> so uh, this scene is pretty cool. When they like, imagine driving a car through the mall. Yeah, and uh, he's like tearing ass. He's like he's fucking mm-hmm. moving. Yeah, one time me and my friend were coming back from a a concert, and we got pulled over by a couple cops. And it turned out my friend had a suspended license, so we drove up and threw a Pure One Imports, and it was a big cop chase. Oh, right there. And, and then we decided to get the band back together. So are you Elwood or are you? <laughs> always kind of thought I was Jake. <laughs> but I, I, I drive like Elwood. You, you dance like Jake. I, I dance like Jake. <laughs> you know he was 33, by the way. In that movie? When he died. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he looked all of 53 when he died. So after they secure all the entrances, they have to go and they, they kill all the zombies in the mall. Yeah, which is a great, which is a great plan. That you no, know, it's funny if they just had one more person with them, or just Roger wasn't so fucked up that would have just would have went completely smooth. They would have ran yeah. into any issues. Well, Roger uh, actually gets his leg fucking torn Re- apart again, re-injured. Yeah, where uh, he's like in the back of the car, and the zombie grabs it and like puts her thumb into. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> So Roger's not doing well, man. No, 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 no. I don't want to. I don't want to go, Mister Roger. No, I don't want to go, Mister Peter. <laughs> Mister Stark, I don't know what's going. What's going on? What's going I'm on? I'm feeling Peter? weird, Mister Stark. I'm feeling weird, Peter. <laughs> I don't want to go. I don't want to go, Peter. I don't want to die, Mister Stark. I don't wanna... That seems rough. Everybody cried. No, nah, I didn't because I don't but, care. But about I know you. Yeah, but I, I, I think it's just like such like a dark scene. I don't know where they're like, oh my God, it's his fault that he's here. It's, it's my fault he's here. So uh, so this is where they build that false wall to hide the stairwell that goes upstairs. I fucking love that. Insanely fucking, smart. So if, if, if Flyboy wouldn't fucked it up. Yeah. Uh, so we get a montage of them using like everything in the mall, ransacking the mall. Roger eating olives. Yeah. Roger. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, yeah. There's a, there's a supermarket in this mall also. His last meal. Literally last everything. Meal. Fucking supermarket, gun store, clothing store, uh, cars, trucks outside. This is the ultimate mall. They, 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 it's like you feel like the power they have and how safe they are. This, feel, yeah, this is where you feel super safe. Right, yeah. Like you feel like there's nothing is going to get you here. And know what the twist is? What? The humans fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. See, I always feel like if they would have just left, um, if they would have just let the fucking guys come in and take what they want and just hide out until they left, 
Yeah. It would have been fine. And they have a way out too. Yeah, they could have re- they could have secured them all again. They could have The only thing you would have to worry about is this. Some way, shape, or form, they're gonna check the roof. They're gonna see the roof, they're gonna go on the roof for something, and they're gonna see the helicopter. Well, but they also got overwhelmed because yeah. they broke through all the entrances. So yeah. they would have just left probably. Because mm-hmm. it would have been too dangerous to stay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think it could go either way. Yeah. But this is where we get the probably most famous scene from this movie. Uh, they're all standing outside the pennies. Love that. Dude, I love that uh, That Peter has like a big fur coat on when he's telling but us to. I remember pulling this line for our old podcast. Yeah. And uh, this is where Peter says the when there's, you know, my, my grandfather was a voodoo priest. All this shit. And he used to say when there's no more room in hell. The dead will walk the earth. After the place. They don't know why. They just remember. Remember that they want to be in here. What the hell are they? They're us, that's all. There's no more room in hell. What? Something my granddaddy used to tell us. You know Makumbo? Voodoo. Granddad was a priest in Trinidad used to tell us when there's no more room in hell the dead will walk here awesome Such a great line. with the music playing like it's like spooky music <laughs> in the background so roger's dying he's deteriorating extremely fast he doesn't he's got like fucking minutes left here yeah and he asks um he asks peter like don't let me come back like i don't, I don't want to be one of them you know, don't don't let me be one of them. Yeah. And he comes back <laughs> and Peter shoots him. But and like Francine and uh He looks so creepy here. Oh yeah, he looks all white and like sad looking. He's on the cover of the VHS that yeah. I have. Which is which I kinda like if you think about another zombie movie like Shaun of the Dead, how he ends up keeping his best friend yeah. as a zombie. Yeah. And they end up playing video games and stuff. Yeah. And I kind of like that this that scene thinking of like, oh, what if he just keeps them? Yeah, yeah. Like, don't bite me. Don't but bite He he asked him, please don't let me. I don't wanna mm-hmm. and uh so Francine and Steven give each other this look after they hear the gunshot. Yeah. Not good. Nope. <laughs> no bueno. So uh the guy on TV the scientist with the eye patch says something really good too. He's like, we got to remain logical. Yeah. It's that or it's the end. It's a good line too. Yeah. That's a really good line because he's talking about all these people like that can't deal with the fact that these are their relatives and loved ones. It's like, no, you got to take care of it. You got to fucking kill these things. They're, they're going to kill you. <laughs> Kill or be killed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we learn in Day of the Dead that they all got killed. <laughs> so this is, uh, this was, this always kind of make, made me laugh that they buried Roger in like a planter, like in the mall, like a yeah. mall terrarium planter thing. <laughs> yeah. So Stephen asks Fran to marry him. And she rejects him. She says, not now. It it wouldn't be real. And this, like, really hurts Steven, right? He looks, like, genuinely, like, sad here. Like, because then it shows, like, they probably had... It looked like they had sex, and he's just got, like, this sad look on his face. Like, he's he was rejected. Like, there's a lot of stuff to worry about right now. 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but you know what? I think she she regrets it later. Yeah. I think when he's dead. <laughs> oh wait! Spoiler alert. Oh boy, you fucked Steven, it up. Steven dies. The well, most, not only does he die, we'll I, post, get to I it. posted a picture of him as a zombie as today. A fucks up everything. <laughs> um, so some time has gone by, right? They look super comfortable now, like they've yeah. been there, and uh, they all look mentally unwell, right? Don't they all kind of look like a little? They're fucking, starting to look a little crazy. Yeah. Um. So Steven though teaches Fran how to fly. So now she's she's in. She can she can just kill him now. <laughs> but as he's doing this, we see like this gang and this gang of raiders, they spot the helicopter. And this is where we get our first look at Tom Savini. There he is. Yeah, with vroom, the vroom. Yeah, motorcycle Tom Savini. The mustache and everything, right? Does he Must- have a mustache? I think so. Yeah, right? Like a <laughs> But uh they get a call over the CB radio uh, from these like raiders and there's like this whole conversation and they end up saying like, oh, like you just fucked up. guys run around now and they shut all the gates to all the stores saying like well at least you know they may get in but let's not make it easy for them so this gang just shoots out all the security locks on all the doors and they blow the doors open and open the gates and the zombies start to flood in along with them so they we get this montage of them like raiding the mall taking all this shit fucking shit breaking things taking jewelry then it goes to like a pie fight. Yeah. I don't like that. I wonder if weird. they cut that out of the Italian version. They for sure cut that out of the Italian version. I, I just, I never like. Yeah, when they're in the mall right now and they're like, oh, oh the power is there. Yeah, this is, yeah we're, in, we're watching the movie right now and this is when like they're going through the mall just like taking things and Francine's like, she's uh, ice skating. It's taking a big fucking wheel of cheese. Some olives. Oh, here's your olive. <laughs> um, so when Peter and Steven are out in the mall, Peter's telling Steven, like, just relax. Like, like, just let them fucking yeah. do whatever. Like, just let it go. And Steven can't fucking take it, I guess. He can't follow directions once ever. And uh, he takes a shot at one of the uh, at one of the gang guys, one of the raiders. And this basically starts a war. It does. <laughs> but, and it's all these guys with like machine guns, like Thompson submachine guns and crazy shit. And like Uzi's fucking shooting True. at them. And um, we get a good uh, Tom Savini machete in the head zombie kill where he like puts it like straight down into the zombie's head. So Steven's 
chased into the elevator shaft by like some of these fucking guys and they know he's up there and they they just start shooting the gun up yeah and they shoot him in the arm so he's he's in fucking deep trouble mm-hmm. <laughs> um peter eventually shoots tom savini and he like falls off the balcony i think uh but the gang starts to leave the mall because they're Leader, their leader's dead. Yeah, they're starting to get shot. Fucking zombies! The zombies are ripping them apart, and we get like uh, the blood pressure guy. The guy's got like his arm in the blood pressure thing. Gets a, why? I don't know why you would do that, but he gets ripped apart by these fucking zombies. But uh, Stephen attempts to climb back up the elevator shaft, like into the area where the air duct is, and he gets attacked and bit by zombies. That's fucked up everything. Yeah. Yeah. But he is the best zombie. He looks yeah. the best and he acts the best. That's... Yeah. Well, so... it's probably the one of the last things they did. So they probably had a nice groove by then. Yeah. So the mall's overrun by zombies now. It looks like when they first came. And what, worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Peter and Fran are in that little apartment area that they have. And Peter's. Uh, I guess Peter's kind of over it right now, (laughs) but eventually the Steven zombie leads all the other zombies to the false wall that they built and he begins to break through it. And I like that. He's still got the revolver around his finger, right? Doesn't he have the gun on him? He's like walking with, and he's got the gun. (laughs) Um, the zombies ascend the stairs, Anthony. So uh, Peter tells Fran, like, take the helicopter and leave. He's like, I don't want to go. Like, really, I don't want to go. So Fran goes up the, uh, she goes up the, uh, the lat. I couldn't think of the word. (laughs) Yeah, she goes up the ladder, starts the helicopter while Steven, Steven. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm good. You're doing good. Well, Peter, (laughs) well, Peter stays behind. Uh, Peter's waiting with like this little like Derringer gun while the zombies start banging on the door. He's, he's going to just fucking shoot himself. And once the zombies break into the room, he says, fuck that noise. And we get like this hero music playing and Peter escapes to the roof with a little bit of Kung Fu and, uh, yeah, that's really it. <laughs> I think I think just see the movie. I think our little breakdowns take it like the ending is much more. It's much more dramatic than the way I just read it. It's really good. It's he looks genuinely like no, like I just want to die here. Yeah. Like just please go. And she looks like distraught that she yeah. has to leave him. But uh, eventually, he fights his way onto the helicopter and badass he he asks her uh, how much fuel do we have left and she's like not much and he just the malls goes, in connecticut are yeah, pretty nice yeah and he just goes here. all right and that's it and they fly off into the sunset and then uh we get like the gonk music like that muzak and uh you see the zombies just walking around them they Love reclaim that. them all but now there was an alternate ending where he does shoot himself and she jumps into the helicopter blades, and then right after, I've never seen it. And they never, they didn't. They, there's nothing to say. But uh, then after she does that, like a, you know, a couple seconds later, the helicopter blades like wind down, like she would have ran out of gas anyway. 
Oh man. <laughs> that, did, did they film it? No. I think they filmed some like pickup shots for it, but I don't think they filmed the actual scene because oh, her wow. head cast was used for that shotgun uh head explosion in the beginning. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool, right? Would you have liked that ending or would, I would have loved to see Or it. do you like the the hero ending? I think I think I think in a movie where um I told you the whole thing about like get out recently with the ending that they used instead of the one that they did originally. I feel like movies like this that are like just so tense and so tense. I think if, if you either do like kind of like a sad ending kind of could take away from it. I think kind of like a happy ending, which it kind of was kind of, you want to, you don't want, you kind of closes your off to like the sequels and everything. I prefer this movie. I prefer the happy ending. Yeah. But I would like to see the alternate ending. I would love to see the alternate ending also to judge it, you know, how you feel yeah. after sitting there. I kind of like the downer ending. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, no, like you were like you were greedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like that was your downfall. And like you're all going to pay for it. Not like not just them, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, Flyboy. Fuck Flyboy. And the whole thing about the helicopter running out of gas. Like that's just like a real creep show type thing. That's like a real EC Comics type ending. You know what I mean? Uh, I I love this movie, Anthony. It's one of my favorite movies of I all time. I love this Not movie. just horror, like uh, in general. Just like, in general. This usually is great... my top like 50, top 80. Look, like this is the sure. guy with the with the uh, eye patch. <laughs> welcome back, Carter. <laughs> so, Anthony, this is the... Actually, no. Let's get your rating on this one. Uh, what do you give this one, Anthony, out of five? Six. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is a fucking ten out of five. Um, so, Anthony, let's do our favorite... Well, my favorite thing. The gauntlet of reading the back of the box without fucking up. <laughs> the corpses of the recently dead are returning to life and attacking the living, devouring their victims. In the big cities, there's nowhere to hide. When two members of a Philadelphia SWAT unit decide to escape the city with two friends, the four take flight in a traffic helicopter. However, when the gas starts to run low, they must land on the roof of a mall now occupied by the living dead. Armed with weapons, the four humans manage to secure the mall through a series of brutal battles with the living dead creatures. Will the besieged four escape the bandits and the grisly flesh-eating zombies? Dawn of the Dead, a horror classic. Yeah, that's pretty good. I thought it was good. I think they nailed it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is 100% a must-watch. This is a must-own. If I was ever going to tell somebody to watch a zombie movie, it would probably be this one. Yeah. I would for sure recommend this over Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, I agree, too. I, th I feel like this is such an easy, easy watch and such like a fun has moments where it's it's funny has moments where it's super super fun like kind of like oh what, what would I do in the mall like if I had like like you know well yeah like I always felt like Night of the Living Dead was like very much drama based yeah where this is more of an action film yeah you know what I mean this this is an action film in like, the horror so yeah awesome. like in the horror genre you know what I mean it's it's pretty fucking awesome it is but uh yeah so uh anthony i think it's time to spin the wheel and make the deal <laughs> is there anything that you're hoping we get because i, I know what's on the list everything everything yes. <laughs> starman 
I, I don't know. No, we're doing Starman on your birthday, dude. Okay. <laughs> uh, birthday week. All right, Anthony, let's do this. Five, four, three, two, one. Do you want to do Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4? Yes, one of my favorites, yes. Terror is. Hello. Do you live here? Nobody lives here. Real terror. How long has it been since you've been on Elm Street? Welcome to a brand new nightmare. He is the first in fear. I don't know why you help me! I'm sorry! Someone help me! Second to none. Don't let them put you to sleep. He has no mercy. And no equal. Now no one sleeps. Get ready. This August, your wildest dreams will come true. How sweet, fresh meat. A Nightmare on Elm Street, Part 4. The Dream Master. But uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4 is like an art, I guess, some artsy shit in it. Everybody does Part 3, everybody does Part 1, we'll do Part but 4. Part 4 is like a cult following, Yeah, too. and we'll probably do Part 2 eventually. Yes. And we'll probably do like a whole retrospective on Nightmare on Elm Street eventually. Yes. Um, I really enjoy Part 4. I love Part 4. Not as much as Part 2. I like Part 2 the most. I know you love that movie. It's just, it, no, like, because he's still it's like. kind of like a standalone. He's still like a dangerous, scary yeah. fucking guy that's like interdimensional. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I also like the you're all my children now or whatever. That scene on the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I really, really, really like, um, you know, 4 is great. I really like 4 a lot. It's It does have a big following. No, it just it just feels like a way. Some people think it's the best one. It just feels like a way more um, polished film. Yeah. You know what I mean? Compared to part three, feels a little gritty. I would say. What do you think? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I think this one, the guy that did this one, went on to direct like a bunch of other shit. He's like a big time director. Part four. four? Yeah. So, if you watch the documentary, they talk about how like he was begging to do the movie. He just wanted an opportunity. Wasn't it um, John Carl Beekler? I think so. I think it, yeah, it was, dude. Yeah. He, <laughs> so we're doing, uh, we're almost going back to back with that also. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because he did Friday the 13th Part 7, right? And then I think he did Part 4 of Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, yeah, he did the, uh, he did the special effects on this film. He didn't direct it, but he did the special effects. Wow. But that that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I uh is there anything else coming out soon? Um horror wise. I forgot. I can't I can't think of anything. <laughs> I'll remember next week for sure. So uh Anthony, this weekend coming up we have Magnetic Fest, which I will be attending in Connecticut. 
That's Saturday or Sunday? That's Saturday. 12 to 5. I'll probably post something before we go. Yeah. But uh, I think... I think the drive-in start is starting up soon. Soon, I think their yeah. opening date is like the end of April. Isn't I'm down it? for some drive-ins for sure. Dude, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to the Mahonic drive-in. We'll be there. We'll we'll tell you guys. Maybe we can meet up, we can drink some beers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, Anthony. Is there anything that you want to plug? No. Nah. Anything you want to say? Um. Watch this movie. <laughs> watch Dawn of the Dead, and then uh, also uh, watch. That record player is also very expensive still. Yes. Also watch Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4. Yeah. Because that's also fucking awesome. But, uh, all right. Anthony, you can find him at A. Piscini. Yes. You can find me at our Instagram page, at Bad Taste Video. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. Rate us five stars. Please. Please. We need them so people can find us. Um... Yeah, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, if you want to suggest a movie, we'll take we'll take a... We'll take an audience request. Yes. We'll see. Maybe there's something that you guys, you know. Please suggest Operation Knox with Dana Carvey. <laughs> Do not listen to Anthony ever. Operation <laughs> Knox. Uh, yeah. Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, hit us up. Let us know what you think. Tell us to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Anthony, we will see them next week. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>